Hey everybody, welcome back to Venture Pill. Excited to release our milestone 40th dose for all our pilgrims out there. On this week's dose, we will start out with a discussion on Emerge Career, the startup looking to help incarcerated people build skills and get into high-paying, high-demand jobs. Hot off their $3.2 million seed round led by 776. And next, you'll hear about Mies. That's M-E-E-Z, which just announced their $11.5 million Series A led by David Sachs's Kraft Ventures. The company helps chefs and mixologists more efficiently manage the heart and soul of their business, their recipes. Can't help but wonder how something like Mies would help SpongeBob and the Funky Bunch at the Krusty Krab with the secret Krabby Patty formula. Then we'll talk about Manscaped, the popular men's lifestyle consumer brand and male grooming category creator, and its recent Series B, led by Banner Ventures and Smash Ventures. And stick with us for an update on Neurotrack, which just announced a $10 million Series D from undisclosed investors. This company is taking an innovative approach to help people assess, monitor, and strengthen their brain health to reduce the risk of Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. Awesome dose of startups for our 40th episode, so let us dive on in now. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, the first company for today is Emerge Career, which just announced a $3.2 million seed round led by Alexis Ohanian's 776. The round also included participation from Lenny Rachitsky, Y Combinator, as well as SoftBank. Yeah, love the idea here. So Emerge Career is helping incarcerated people acquire skills to well-paying jobs with big skills gaps. So think truck drivers, welders, and nursing assistants. And the courses are offered via video formats in addition to regularly scheduled office hours with their instructors. The issues with U.S. prisons have been pretty well documented over the years, Uh, just the overcrowding, just the sheer amount of prisoners we have here in the U.S., and couple that with the labor shortages, which we always seem to find a way to cover on VenturePill, and and for good reason. This is one of the biggest challenges facing the U.S. economy and, and labor markets today. Combine those two issues, massive issues here in the U.S., and it seems like an obvious idea, but... We should note there are many challenges associated with training the incarcerated or even the former incarcerated. Um, I have some personal experience with that. If you know about me, I uh, work for Interplay Learning, which is in a similar space of training skilled workers. Um, We've been in talks with several prisons in the past, and it's hard to work with them because there are a lot of restrictions in terms of the IT component where a lot of them can't have internet-based training, Uh, There's a lot of restrictions with downloaded training versus Wi-Fi and things like that. So, you know, it leaves me wondering how Emerge Career is getting over that hurdle, uh, doing these office hours and things like that. 
it's no easy task. I can just say that from experience, but uh, certainly cool to see a merge career combining these two issues together, making a cool solution out of it. Right. And on top of those issues you mentioned with U.S. prisons being overcrowded, I think there's also a further issue with formerly incarcerated people not being able to find jobs to support their families and themselves and struggling to rejoin the workforce and rejoin society at large. So addressing a lot of issues here, which is why we love it. Uh, so far, Emerge Career has started with courses on helping folks get their commercial driver's license for truck driving, but the founder did note that this isn't always an ideal profession for people, given personal and legal circumstances that they face once they're out of prison. So with that said, they're looking to expand their offering into welding and nursing assistance, and likely much more thereafter. Yeah, so lots of room for growth. Uh, so far, they've had some pretty early success. They secured an $845,000 contract with the Connecticut Department of Labor, which is a big signal. Uh, they have other deals in the works and letters of intent. And I'm sure with this funding, they'll be adding some team members, trying to expand their offering into different areas, but also just prove out the concept, build out the sales and marketing, and really take this thing to the next level. Right, and anytime an early stage company lands a government contract like this with letters of intent for others, it's certainly a good indicator. So I know we're both very excited to see the future that Emerge Career holds, and uh, no doubt that Alexis Ohanian and the team at 776 will steer the ship in the right direction. All right, for our second company of this week's dose, we wanted to cover Mies. That's M-E-E-Z, which just announced an $11.5 million Series A, led by David Sachs's Craft Ventures, with participation from many, many others, a list so long, we just decided to cut it off right there. What Mies does is it allows people to turn recipes into interactive tools that empower chefs and mixologists to create, scale, and use recipes in their business more efficiently. And the software is something that founder Josh Sharkey wishes he would have had a long time ago, and I'm sure a lot of chefs think the same. Uh, some features in the software include ingredient cost information as well as nutritional facts, also recipes that are easily organized and updatable, also photos and videos for training purposes that can be added to each recipe, and lastly, recipes that can be easily scaled up or down depending on the desired volume. Yeah, so a tool that I'm sure a lot of restaurants could use. And, you know, we're not super familiar with the restaurant industry, but you, one could only imagine the inefficiencies involved with training up new employees, uh, folks in the kitchen, scaling a restaurant, even if it's just one restaurant, not to mention several or a chain, um, and, and making sure the recipes are in a good trackable database. This seems like a really cool platform, not to mention they have a a solid business model. This is a software as a service company as all craft ventures portfolio companies are. And it's a simple subscription, a monthly subscription for the full version. It's going to run you $79 a month, which to me seems really, really affordable. $49 a month for a lighter version. And they even recently launched a free version for individuals like us to, to log some recipes in. Yeah, as an aspiring amateur cook from home chef. I'm excited to check out the free version and I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there as well. And now to highlight some early success. So Mies has about 1,200 customers from restaurants to catering companies 
and they claim that they can save customers thousands of dollars per month, which, again, as you mentioned, I believe just based on inventory efficiency as well as all the other features of this platform. Yeah, I think it reminds me a little bit of one of those grocery inventory management system companies we cover. I can't recall the name off the top of my head, but you know, these are smaller businesses, typically restaurants. Um, maybe the chef is even the owner a lot of the times, right? And so any tool that can help them at an affordable rate really stay organized and become scalable is is awesome. And so really cool company here. I also wanted to highlight a little bit more on Craft Ventures. Um, we've, we've talked about David Sachs in the past. He's a prolific investor. He's been a found on, you know, he's been in the seat of a founder plenty of times in the past working at PayPal, a couple other companies. Um, I'm a big fan of his listening to him on the all in podcast, which we've referenced here before. Um, but wanted to quickly highlight, he's really public at craft ventures, um, with their strategy, their thesis and their metrics that they require of portfolio companies. So a little bit more detail there we wanted to give our listeners. If you want to check out the blog post that I'm referencing here, I've linked it in the show notes. Um, it's a really good blog post by David and the team. And he breaks it down into six categories that they're looking into when they're looking at SaaS companies. And so it's a metrics-driven approach that focuses on, one, the growth. We're talking about annual recurring revenue, or in some cases like this, monthly recurring revenue, which is a... A statistic that venture capitalists really like to see, to be able to model out the growth, um, a recurring source of revenue. They care about the growth rate. How fast are they adding more customers? And is that coming from a lot of different customers or is it coming from a few large customers? So things like that. He talks about retention, sales efficiency, and unit economics. Think about customer acquisition cost. So there are ratios and benchmarks that David and the team have set out to basically say, hey, if you don't hit these certain numbers with regard to margins, capital efficiency, engagement, um, you're, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be one of our investments. You have to meet those minimum requirements. And of course, I'm sure they're evaluating other things that we've talked about a lot, like the team and the opportunity and stuff. But these numbers at, at its core for a SaaS model are super important. So if you're interested in that, Check this article out. That's just a quick high level, kind of hard, hard to dive into all of that, but wanted to cover that for you guys if, if anybody's interested. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and I can appreciate how Craft Ventures is so public and transparent about their investing metrics. You'd think that you know most leading firms wouldn't be so open about how they craft their secret sauce and what's led them to success. And respect to David Sachs for sharing these metrics that he's looking for specifically and making it easier for founders in a crowded space like SaaS companies can be, uh, navigate that ambiguity and know exactly what you're looking for. For our third company in this week's dose, we have Manscaped, which is the leading men's lifestyle consumer brand and male grooming category creator. The company just announced a Series B funding round co-led by Banner Ventures and Smash Ventures. The terms of the deal were not disclosed, but we'll get into some metrics later. Yeah, the announcement comes after quite an eventful year for Manscaped, having signed celebrity partner Pete Davidson. Uh, they launched innovative product extensions and significantly expanded their retail footprint nationally and internationally with retail giants like Walgreens here in the U.S., Woolworths in Australia, and Tesco in Ireland, to name a few. Right. And one thing we wanted to make sure to highlight was 
the good cause and the mission behind Manscaped, which is raising awareness towards testicular cancer. So one man every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer. It is the most common form of cancer amongst men ages 15 to 35. Um, and I think this is well-timed given that it's November, Movember, which is all about raising awareness towards men's health issues. And as such, part of Manscaped's brand mission is their partnership with t the Testicular Cancer Society to help educate and spread an important message about early detection and self-screening to protect against men's health issues and cancer risk. An awesome mission there. And a high-profile company, I actually didn't even know that Manscaped had that uh, mission component, that philanthropy aspect, which is big with Gen Z and millennials. So, and I imagine that is the large portion of their target audience. Um, the company was founded by a guy named Paul Tran in 2016 and has since leveraged iconic marketing in, in the worlds of sports partnerships like UFC and the, even the San Francisco 49ers, as well as really you know being all over social media. And they've become the global men's lifestyle consumer brand trusted by over 7 million men worldwide. Myself included. <laughs> um, right, and so now a little bit more into the metrics of Manscaped. So their collection is available globally in 39 countries via direct-to-consumer outlets and is also on Amazon in more than 100 countries worldwide. Yeah, and the company has had incredible revenue growth. Um, in 2020, they had $65 million in revenue, and today that's reached nearly $300 million in a short two-year span. That's incredible. Truly incredible as Manscaped continues to evolve the men's grooming landscape, and we will be sure to follow up with any pertinent details that we discover about this mysterious Series B. All right, batting cleanup on this week's dose is Neurotrack, which just announced a $10 million Series D from undisclosed investors. A little bit more on Neurotrack. The company develops digital cognitive health solutions that enable people to assess, monitor, and strengthen their brain health to reduce the risk of Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. Yeah, so their solutions are built on a digital platform which enables convenient and remote private cognitive testing. The company's approach is focused on preserving and strengthening cognitive health now as opposed to managing its decline later. Yeah, I think it's an important approach and also just continues on the trend that we've seen significantly increasing, which is telehealth and being able to do private testing from the comfort of your own home. Um, but further on the approach that Neurotrack is taking, to quote Ellie Kaplan, the founder and CEO, Early detection is critical for patients facing a diagnosis such as Alzheimer's or dementia. But unfortunately, most patients aren't screened for cognitive impairment until they show symptoms, which can appear more than 20 years after the initial brain changes have occurred. That, that's insane. I, you know, I feel like most people don't know that. 20 years is quite a, quite a while, so a lot of improvement there, I'm sure. Exactly. And that's why they're really honing in on this proactive approach. And so Neurotrack's clinically validated cognitive health solutions are based on over 30 years of research from their team of neuroscientists, neuropsychologists, as well as data scientists. Yeah, so a big team there. And the fundraise announcement comes on the heels of the company launching a three-minute digital assessment tool, which screens for cognitive impairment during wellness appointments. 
Right. So the technology with this digital assessment tool builds on the groundbreaking research of renowned neuroscientist and Neurotrax co-founder, Dr. Stuart Zola, whose breakthrough clinical study on Alzheimer's disease showed that eye movements, which can be tracked through a camera, reveal important data about the state of our cognitive health and its potential for decline in the future. Yeah, a three-minute digital assessment that tracks your eye movements and tells you if you're at risk for Alzheimer's. That's insane. Talk about a really cool startup here. The digital exam is designed to help identify cognitive impairment and decline, an early indicator of neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's. The tool can be used during a primary care annual wellness visit or independently by patients. So there's some optionality there. And results can be shared with individuals, healthcare providers after the test. Uh, to highlight a couple of trends that you know, highlight the addressable market here. The CDC reports that subjective cognitive decline is a public health issue, with one in every nine adults reporting confusion or memory loss. Also, a recent study published in SSM Population Health revealed that approximately two out of every three Americans experience some form of cognitive impairment at an average age of 70 years old. Yeah, so I guess we talked about two different types of conditions, whether it's testicular cancer or neurocognitive conditions, early, de early detection being the main theme here. And so companies that can, can help that uh, can really save a lot of lives, make a lot of lives better, which is awesome. So yeah, we're really excited to see how Neurotrax can continue to grow and, and help patients detect these things early and, and hopefully avoid them in the future. And I think that just about wraps it up for this week's dose. That is 40 episodes down for Sam and I. It's been a pleasure. It's been a wild ride. And uh, thanks to all our listeners who have stayed loyal throughout the journey. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Time has really flown by, but I think we're still just getting started. Um, and we really appreciate you guys, like Brandon said. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie, that's alright, but... 